guys, it's me, Grace, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode of this podcast. Before we continue, I have to warn you, there are a few audio issues over the course of the episode, just a little bit of an echo here and there. So sorry about that. We're already working on getting better mics and improving everything, so hopefully that will not happen much in the future. Um, Regardless, I hope you enjoy the episode. Bye. Have you ever fallen asleep on the job? Go take a selfie with a local fire hydrant while we try getting our crit together. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the first episode of Getting Our Crit Together. It's a D&D 5e podcast in a world of my own creation. It's one of the most fantastical podcasts there is because it's one where their internships only kind of suck. But let's not focus on that. Let's focus on our cast. First up, we have Grace. Hi, that's me. My name's Grace, and I'm playing Tyne Schintel. Hey, Phil, I noticed you have a red dot shining on your face. What's up with that? Also, who are you playing? Well, that is my headset microphone reflecting onto my cheek and making me look like half a Pikachu. Hi, I'm Phil. I'm playing Garl Morcan today and every day of the podcast. But I want to know, Maggie, looks like you've got a globe behind you. And that makes me wonder, who are you playing in this podcast? (laughs) Phil, how dare you ask that? That's highly inappropriate. Hey, gang, my name is Maggie. And today and for all time, I'll be playing Ado. Uh... Mason, I happen to know, and I know you were trying to keep this a secret from the general public, but I thought I'd just air this today. I happen to know you're DMing a new podcast. Oh, you got me. I am. That's right. I am your DM and I am Mason Radis. That is all you need to know about me. Nothing else. But what you do need to know about is the world I've created. So let's hear about it. When the world of Drasteria was first formed in the material plane, the greater gods gave gifts of all things good to the mortal world. Gifts like love, art, passion, and so on. All of the gods except for Moradin, who forgot to offer a gift. It was this act that inspired the demon lords of the Abyss to come together for the first and only time to give their own twisted gifts to Drasteria. Deceit, insanity... Fury, corruption, greed, savagery, fear, undeath, and disease. These evils took physical form across the realm and wrecked havoc. That is, until Moradin himself stepped in and sealed these evils away in a device of his own creation and stored it deep in an unknown location. Though the effects of these evils are still felt on the world today, they are contained and lessened by Moradin's gift to the mortal realm. But... That was at the beginning of time itself. Drasteria has changed since then. On the surface, it might seem like a fantastical land infused with magic and mystery, and that observation wouldn't be incorrect. The lands of this lonely orb in the material plane are filled to the brim with chances for adventure and wonder. Across every hillside, grassland, and mountain range are dangerous monsters, devious cabals, and brutal beasts. Heroes are abound across these lands, finding and fighting these dangers, and making names for themselves. But, if you are really going to make it one day as a hero, you're going to need to climb the corporate ladder of a heroics association. It is in the city of Velsalet, 
in the kingdom of Remveria that the Heroes Guild League is located. One of the most esteemed heroics agencies, they recently retrieved an ancient item of great power from an evil cult. None other than the Locket of Moradin that still sealed away the avatars of evil. It was kept under vigilant eye in high security as it was being transported. That is, until three interns made a series of unfortunate errors which led to the evils being released. Now it is up to the same three interns at the Heroes Guild League to find a way to seal these evils away once and for all. Will they do it and save Drysteria? Only time will tell in getting our crit together. We begin our adventure, like so many have before ours, in an office meeting room. The fairly plain room has gray carpeting, a large wooden table that sits in the center of the space surrounded by mildly uncomfortable chairs, mostly empty, save for the two others in the room. A minorly smudged whiteboard hangs upon the beige walls as the windows let in bands of light through the empty spaces of the blinds. It is roughly 10 o'clock in the morning, which means you clocked out from your night shift about four hours ago. You weren't supposed to come into work this early. An emergency meeting uh, was called, and you know if you're going to keep your job, you'd better show up. Especially because you have a pretty good idea of what you're being called in for. Last night during your shift, you had an important assignment. Recently, some of the top heroes at the guild, led by Yuma, the ASMR fighter, retrieved a powerful and ancient artifact from an evil cult. This artifact, thought to be the legendary Locket of Morden, is said to contain the very essence of the core evils of the world of Drysteria, and lessens their effects on the mortal coil. You, despite the fact that you are just an intern, were assigned to be on guard duty of some form over this extraordinary object. But something went wrong. As you were leaving the premises of the high-security containment zone after you had clocked out, you heard a horrible screeching sound, and the windows of nearby buildings shattered, and a sense of unease came upon you. And, well, it might have been your fault. As you sit around this table, waiting for your manager to come into the room, the uncomfortable silence hangs in the air. Phil, would you describe your character? and what they did last night that has them nervous that they are liable for whatever happened. Well, okay. First of all, I'm I'm Garl Morcan. I'm uh, a lizard folk, fighter and artificer. I've got a, a very bony trident and a very bony shield. Uh, I am about six foot five inches tall. I've got a, a frilled neck collar, uh, some grayish bluish scales, and I wear a nice little uh, skirt. Uh, sort of a battle skirt to be ready at any given moment, and I don't think what I don't think what happened was exactly my fault because okay, so the public school system apparently created a new holiday, and I had to stay home with my little sister uh, and and stay awake uh, during the day, and so then yes, okay, I got a little tired at night, and I might have fallen asleep on guard duty, but th that's you know people sleep on the job all the time. I think, I don't think they do. Oh God, I'm screwed. Grace, would you describe your character and what they did last night? Um, yeah, of course. I'm playing Tyne Shintel. She's a shorter fire genasi. She's a monk. Technically, we have the drunken fists or whatever it's called. But um, we've flavored it to be the... Um, Way of the caffeinated fist because she's a caffeine addict. <laughs> um, 
Valentine has pretty long, fiery hair, and um, she has a lot of kind of scarification going up both arms that kind of look like lava sitting under her skin. Um, she wears kind of uh, leggings and a sleeveless tank top so she can like get around and move quite easily. Last night, she was supposed to be moving some boxes around um, when a uh, very pretty uh, face walked by. And Tyne uh, was attempting to impress them and like look super cool. And in doing that, she was leaning on some boxes and they knocked over and some stuff might have broken. But I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it all went fine. Definitely nothing bad happened. And Maggie, tell us about your character and the what mistake they made. Hello, I am Ado. I am an AI Warforged Divine Soul Sorcerer. I was recently updated to have this AI intelligence. I am covered in a cracked and falling ceramic porcelain. Last night, I was trying to drink coffee, like I always do, and splash some on my face. But I was near a security panel, and some of it splashed onto the security panel. And I believe I short-circuited something. I walked away quickly, so I do not quite know what it affected. And with that, a few more awkward moments pass before Roland walks in. His normally well-kept dark hair that is medium length on the top and shaved close on the sides is slightly disheveled. As he enters the room with a brisk pace, he takes his business suit off and hangs it on one empty chair at the head of the table, but does not sit down, rather choosing to lean his weight on the back of the chair and lets out a stressed exhale. <sighs> okay, guys. Thank you all for coming in today, but there was an incident last night. I just got done talking with the president of the guild, Mr. Yermole, and he gave me this. And out from his pocket, he takes out what looks to be an ornate clasp locket, but open and broken. This is obviously not good. I don't think any of you would have done this on purpose. We have a pretty intensive vetting process here, as you all know, but you are the only three people who were in the vicinity of the artifact when this happened. This is my mess to clean up, but it's my mess because it's your mess. So here's the deal. I'm not going to fire you. You're sure- Oh, thank God. <laughs> Continue. Thank you. Thank you, Garl. Mr. Yermolai does not want that. He thinks a more appropriate punishment would be to have you try to figure out how to fix this gosh darn object from the literal beginning of time. I know this is over your pay grade, but it's also way over mine, guys. So, all right. Let's figure something out. Let's let's brainstorm. Who who has some ideas? I have so many ideas. Why don't we try super glue? That's not bad. That's Thank you. They have they have done there have been some serious developments in adhesives lately. Have you noticed has anyone else noticed this that that glue is just oh, it's off the charts right now. Yeah, I think this is a really quick fix. Honestly, we just go get some super glue, come back, we're good. 
I do not think that will work. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to be honest with you. I I agree with Edo. Um, here's the thing. Do you guys know what this is? A locket. Broken. Uh, can I do an arcana check? Sure. Um, make a... History? History would be a little more. Or, you honestly, whichever one is better for you. Uh, well, let's see here. That's gonna be, uh... Uh, well, it looks like history, actually. Uh, that'll be a 16. 16. You know this to be, believed to be at least, the Locket of Morden, a ancient artifact that was created by the god of crafts, Morden himself. Um, this item was believed to have contained the essences of evil within it. Uh, all of the terrible things that were given to the world by the demon lords of the abyss. Um, and it looks to have been opened and looking at it, it isn't doing what it used to, uh, was imaged to do. It looks like it, or what it was described to have uh, looked like it was described to have these glowing crystals on it. And the crystals are there, but it is, they are dull and not glowing. Uh, that's the locket of Mord. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, but there are supposed to be some glowy crystals, and those glowy crystals are no longer glowy. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting to the root of the issue. Um, look, this is likely going to have a huge effect on the world. No one is prepared for this, and in truth, no one knows what is going to be happening in these coming weeks now that the literal essence of evils look to be free to roam the world. And again, I can't stress this enough, but you guys, you were the people there. Mr. Mr. Yermolai just thinks that it's right that you try to fix this somehow. I don't understand, but look, if you guys can figure out what's going on, figure out a way to get this all back together, um, I think he'd be impressed, and it's never a bad idea to get on his good side. I have determined this to be threat level 7. High probability of advancement in the Heroes League if task is completed. Uh, Edo, how high does the threat level go? 10. There are some uncertain variables that stop it from being a 10, but this is bad. I, I feel like I'm more of a threat level... Too. Yeah. Well, hey, great. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page, Ado. Uh, threat levels two and under. Uh, perhaps one. I don't know if we if we can break it down smaller than that to uh to a half, maybe a quarter. <laughs> I don't want to push it too far, but um, if there are some quarter level threats, I think that would be more. Sort of my speed. Look, yeah, I understand, but look, uh, I don't get much of a say in this. Uh, for some reason, I don't get it. He wants you guys to head this up. It's something about responsibility and taking control of your actions. I, you know, he's he's old fashioned. What I what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is that this is a special assignment that we're not going to get paid more for, but we won't get fired if we do it. 
And if we don't do it, we might get fired. Is that about accurate? Yeah, yes, I would say that's accurate. That's very astute. Good job. That sounds fair. Okay. That level updated to 10. Oh, God. Wow, Ada, that makes me feel great. Uh, guess we're doing this. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, Roland's spell tome begins to ring. And he says, oh, sorry. Oh, this is Mr. Yumolai. I need to take this. Don't go anywhere. And he steps out from the meeting room and you see him just like in the hall. Uh, on his spell tone. Okay, so I think now is the time to make our demands. If we're going to be forced to go on this journey, we got to say what we want now. Childcare. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm assuming that this is going to be some sort of journey. I don't think we can get this done in city limits. Yeah, no, that's fair. I was thinking more of like supplies we would need on the journey, but childcare, yeah, that's that's fair. Oh, I, I, I mean, as far as supplies, I'm a pretty self-sufficient guy. I made this the, the I made this out of bones and this out of a different bone. And I'll pull out my trident and my shield. I can make you stuff out of bones. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm good at finding meats. Uh, can everybody here digest raw meat? No. No? T- a time? I can, like, roast it myself, probably. See, look, where, uh, Ada, what is it that you eat? I would like to request orange juice. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just, I've seen you drink other things. Yes. And it's not so much drinking so much as just pouring it onto your face. What is your point? And then saying, mm-mm-mm, I sure do love drinking liquids. I do. I do. Which I think... uh, I like it. What is your point? I think that Gar's point is that if we're going on the road, we don't want your gears getting all gummed up by, like, orange juice and stuff. But it looks so nice. Bright orange. That's paint. You could get paint. (laughs) I would like to request orange paint. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That would be lovely. Okay, perfect. I can, like, paint your nails or something. Threat level zero. Ah, awesome. (laughs) My only request is, like, a barrel of coffee. Just, like, a whole barrel? I mean, I don't know how long this trip is going to be. When you say a barrel of coffee, (laughs) do you mean beans or warm liquid (laughs) that will transport with us? Honestly, bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> so there's going to be, it's going to be sort of like a like a re, like a beans where where you've got some liquid <laughs> sauce, but also just soft coffee beans. No, no, not the full beans, like the grounds. That is gross. <laughs> That's how they make cold brew. Yes, it is. I do not want to splash that on my face. Okay, perfect. So that's just for me. Yeah, I'll just I'll just stick to eating any raw meats. That's a very limited diet, but okay. <laughs> Look, it's got it's got what you need. It's got protein. Do you eat vegetables? Uh, my teeth aren't good with vegetables. They're sort of just sharp. They're not good at They're not good at grinding. Your threat level has gone down to one. <laughs> why, why is my threat level down? 
<laughs> Do you think we're going to be fighting carrots? You are lacking necessary vitamins. You need to improve your diet to gain necessary vitamins. No, I get all of because the, the the meat eats the vegetables and then I eat the meat. No, that is not how that works. That is absolutely how that works. No. I, mean, I think there's there's crocodiles that are stir frying, sauteing some onions. Maybe. No, that's not how it works at all. Hey, Ado, what's my threat level? Zero. You offered to paint my nails. Oh, I just meant to the world in general, not just to you specifically. Oh, 1.73. Ooh, I like that. Wait, this scale is for threatening you? Are you saying that I've threatened you in some way? Ada, I know that we're not the best of friends, but like... There are multiple scales. I give you that nod when we're walking down the hallway going opposite directions, and I, I can't help but acknowledge you because I've seen you and I know you've seen me, so I do this awkward, you know, the, the hmm, hmm, as... I am an automated danger detection system, class zero. There are multiple danger scales. Uh, okay. Well, I, ho I hope- Your threat level to me is 0.5. You seem a bit high strung. That's fair. That's, that's an accurate assessment. And all while this very important discussion goes on, <laughs> uh, a literal broken artifact is set on the table. Uh, can I try cast mending on it? I know that that's not gonna work, but- yeah, you can certainly try to cast me. <laughs> what if it did? And it it did it! Um, <laughs> as you uh, perform the spell, uh, it seems whatever aspects of it that are broken, it's not broken in... A, it's broken in both the physical form, but it's also broken in like a more powerful sense. There's something above it that has destroyed the uh, mechanisms with it. So, childcare, orange paint, and a lot of coffee. Those are our demands? Yes. Weirdly, I think orange paint is going to be the one they're most likely to say no to. Why? Ooh, we might want to throw in some health potions there if we're going to be fighting a level 10 threat and I'm a zero and you're a point five. That is a good idea. Ado, what is your own threat level? To myself or others? Both. Five. <laughs> Five to both. Do <laughs> you think that would go down if you stopped pouring liquids on yourself? It would increase. It would increase? The liquids are helping? Yes, the liquids help. <laughs> All right. Wait, do they like help in making sure you're not going to hurt yourself? Or do they help in making you less powerful? <laughs> that is a very personal question. Are we friends or co-workers? I, I think we're buddies. I think we're, we're pals. Oh. Then I will answer the question. The answer is I do not know. Yeah, hey, that's fair. I don't know how all of my ins and outs work. That is reassuring. Should we do something about this emotionally devastated locket? Honestly, I was just thinking about poking it and seeing what happened. Do it. <laughs> uh, hang on. I'm going to pull out my shield and, and, and put it in front of me and Ado. Uh, do you want to poke it? Ado's in the corner going, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I guess I'll just poke it. 
as you reach for it and you give it a little poke, um, it cracks a little bit. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Ado. That is not true. Well, you know what? Actually, I mended it, and then you broke it again, so this is just setting it back to where it was when he left. I thought the mending might do something, and we might be able to just be like... Ooh, you're right. Oh, you know what we could have done? If it worked, we could have been like, oh no, still broken, and then just like hung out on the company dime, <laughs> and then like a month later be like, oh boy, we're still working on it. Uh... Yeah, we're going to need more coffee and orange paint. That is a lie. I do not lie for orange paint. That is a lie. But, see, Ada, when you lie to the supervisors and the higher up, it's not so much a lie. It's so it's more of an equalization. Ada, we've talked about this before, remember? I should lie to my supervisor. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Noted. Program updated. I will lie to my supervisors. Not all the time. <laughs> and right, right as that said, uh, Roland walks back in and says, All right, guys, uh, did we figure anything out? Yes, we fixed it. We did we didn't fix it. Um, but we we've we've more fixed on uh, a list of things that we're gonna need to complete this. Uh, number one, childcare for those of us with children, Tyne Ado, children. Absolutely not. Great. Not that only, I know then of, only one. But pu- then o- who knows? And Ado gives a mechanical <laughs> wink. So I am trying things out. So I mean, that should help save money on childcare because you don't even have to give it to Tyne, uh, and maybe have to give it to Ado. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we need a lot of coffee, uh, preferably in a potable portable state i was thinking a barrel but i am open to discussion on the uh container (laughs) and orange paint orange (laughs) well all right it doesn't have to be a huge tin of it just like a a tiny glass full not tiny medium sized (laughs) (laughs) non-negotiable medium sized he kind of looks down at his uh, at the floor and rubs his forehead and just you know I'll see what I can do um, for now uh, Mr. Yermolai has asked that you go and uh, meet with uh, Shaikela Barrelfoot uh, Edo, you know that name very well that's your friend yes. uh, who helps uh, keep you updated and all other things this is your mechanist pal uh, that is my friend uh, and he says, oh, uh, great. Um, go to your friend. Uh, we're hoping that maybe she can give you some assistance. Uh, figure out if there's anything we can do with this or if there's some other steps that need to be done. Uh, she's pretty good with, like, Magitech stuff, so maybe she could help out. So can we take the locket? Um, yeah, you'll, you'll need it. Uh, take that with you and just head on over. Uh, to Miss Barrelfoot, and hopefully this will be figured out soon. I was gonna ask, do you have, like, a lead pouch or something? Just cause, like, you know, I, I, I do not have one of those on me at the moment. Edo, do you want a fancy necklace? Yes. Okay. I'll give it to Edo to wear. I'm just worried. This just, like, had all of the evil in the world in it. Yeah. How cool does that look to wear a necklace that held all the evil in the world? Right, but do you want that sitting on, like, your skin? I don't have skin. I, on your 
ceramics. Does it look good? It looks great. Then yes, I do want it on my ceramics. Also, none of the evil in the world's in there right now. It is emotionally devastating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but like when you when you make when you make the pasta and you have the pasta sauce, some of it sticks to the pan. You know? Like even when you scrape it all out with like a rubber scraper. Well, maybe we did a good washing of the pan. <laughs> when you say we did a good washing of the pan, you mean we screwed up so royally <laughs> yeah. that every bit of sauce in the pan managed to expunge out into the world and and corrupt every living soul? I mean, I wasn't going to word it like that, but yeah, kind of. Hey, Tyne and Garl, I lied to my supervisor already. I know. The size of the paint <laughs> was very negotiable. <laughs> Ado, yeah. nice work. Ado, I you. love you so much. My threat level to others is now six. And uh, what was the threat level of the evils that were in the necklace to everyone else? Ten. And Roland is just like, are you... Oh, Rowan's still here? I just said that I watched my team. <laughs> <laughs> Ado just does it in front of the supervisor. <laughs> So Ado has both learned to lie to supervisors and admit the lie at the same time. <laughs> I think it's more that she has learned to lie. Well, this is up to Maggie. Uh, she's learned to lie, did not learn to continue the lie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> she just thinks it's one statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just like, all right, um, you guys seem to be bonding. Um, just get this done. Literally as soon as possible. And then... How does four months sound? <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> uh, and then we'll try and do it faster. No, you... we'll take longer. <laughs> uh, you are able to uh, leave the office room and you walk down the halls of the guild building. Uh, you pass by some of your coworkers. Uh, no one seems to be paying you too much mind. Uh, it's just uh, it's, no one seems to really know. That anything's happened. Uh, the most you get is Tavia, a fellow intern, gives you a wave and says, Hey guys. Hey. Hello. Hey Tavia. This place seems way busier during the day. Like, when we're working, it sort of seems like we don't need all this space. I mean, that might just be the area, the place you're hanging out in. I guess. It just. I managed to make some acquaintances. I don't know. I see people. Us. Yes, we know. <laughs> Thanks, Ado. You're welcome. And in in that moment, just as Ado says, we know. Uh, Eric Erickson just kind of is strolling down the path, uh, going the opposite direction as you. I think Tyne immediately starts to try and look uh, very casual and cool, uh, but in a way that looks neither uh, casual as nor you, cool. You know, make a performance check. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll say uh, for our listening friends... Eric Erickson is a half-elf uh, bard who works at this uh, this guild. Handsome in build and face. Uh, he's like lean, muscular, but like not beefed up. Uh, and he seems like a pretty cool guy. I got 12. <laughs> 12. As you kind of, uh, you lean back to kind of be like, yeah, I'm very cool and hip. And as you do, uh, there's like nothing for you to immediately lean back on so you kind of have to like look back and like move your elbow to fit and just hey what was what the hell was that nothing it was nothing 
That was really weird. We're good. Um, aren't we supposed to be meeting with someone, right? Yeah. I have a conundrum. What's up? What's up, Edo? I do not know if that action indicates threat level 10 or 0. Both. <laughs> Noted. Let's go see my friend. All right, and you continue down the way. Uh, Edo, you know how to get there. Uh, you've been there many a times. And as you enter Shaikela's workshop, uh, it is almost a mix of a garage and a laboratory. Uh, it's a little unorganized with, imp- imp- with implements strewn about and a large work table in the center, as well as a counter with various tools and projects sat upon it. Uh, sitting in a stool at this counter, you see the figure of none other than Shaikela Barrelfoot, resident IT manager at the Heroes Guild League, who also moonlights as an arcane mechanist and does regular upkeep on your mechanical co-worker, Edo. Uh, Shaikela is short, even for a gnome, at about three foot tall, flat. Uh, she has dark skin and has big curly hair that sort of cascades out and down from the side of her head. Uh, set on her nose are a pair of incredibly thick glasses. Uh, and she hears you walk in and says, Oh, Edo, what are you doing here? And you brought friends. Hello, you are my friend. These are my friends. You are meeting. Oh, well, it's nice to meet you. I'm always happy to hear that uh, Edo here has some people uh, that she can relate to. Uh, what, are, what are your names? That's Garl Marquette. Hi, nice. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And she extends a very grease-covered hand. Ah, I've been working a little bit there. Cool. I'll wipe my hand off. Oh, hey. oh I'm sorry. And she wipes it down on her lab coat. Uh... And who are you? Oh, Tyne Shintel. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, what, what, what do I do the pleasure? We have a locket we would like you to look at. Uh, okay. Uh, and, uh, she sees the locket now hanging on your neck. He's, uh, oh! Uh, one moment. And she quickly goes and puts on, like, a pair of gloves. Oh, I don't think you'll need those. I, t- I... I told you we should be wearing gloves. You didn't say gloves. You said we shouldn't wear it. That's That still counts. I don't know if it does. But I look cool. You do look cool, Edo. Yeah, you uh, look cool, but um, maybe take that off. Just uh, Can I take a look at it? Yes. It'll take so. All right. Uh, and as she grabs it, uh, she holds it at full arm's length away from her as she is examining it. Uh, she eventually, like, brings it over to uh, one of the counter space. And you see her, uh, like, where there are, like, runes written uh, on this uh, area of surface. Uh, and she begins, like, uh, doing some arcane magic to try to understand what this whole thing is uh, and learn about it as best she can Uh, she takes it and swings on her uh, rolling chair brings it to like a sort of like magical uh, what are the I can't remember the word the things that uh, make you look at the small things real big microscopes Uh, microscope yeah (laughs) (laughs) a magical such a thing has not been invented yet what is this trickery (laughs) no this is magic so it's different uh she uh, takes it to a magical sort of arcane microscope and is like looking under. Goes, oh, hmm, okay. Yeah, this thing is um messed up pretty bad. Um, what happened? Is this a situation where I lie? 
Now, uh, so, <laughs> little thing. Uh, some stuff happened. And there was a screaming sound. And now the, um, all the sauce is out of the pan. As, as, as they say. They, uh, they do say that, uh, back in my home. That was a common phrase, uh, turn of phrase. Um, so, uh, my second question is, um, why do you guys have it? Um, we were given it. Why? Uh, the ma- upper management thinks that we're ready to handle more responsibility, and they wanted us to, uh, check it out and get all the, as as they say, all of the sauce back into the pan. Well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, this artifact is kaput. Uh, done. Uh, dead. Um, it's... There's no bringing this back. Um, <laughs> and she's like kind of mulling over her thoughts as she's trying to kind of come to the right thing. And she says, but okay. There is some theories within uh, the magical community that arcane magic and divine magic are essentially the same. It's just... Uh, uh, divine magic, which was what uh, was powering this, uh, is just kind of magic that was not necessarily created or crafted, or it's just, it's older magic. Um, but all the same, uh, you see that in, there are certain individuals who uh, can learn magic from both zones of the um, spectrum of Arcana. So, theoretically, we could uh uh, recreate this on like a smaller level make a couple of them and maybe we could get the sauce not back in the pan but into some bowls at the very least I like the way you're thinking would we be able to wear those bowls or if we have the bowls would we be able to wear the pan <laughs> I would suggest not wearing the bowls, especially when they are, uh, hopefully, uh, and that is a big hope, uh, containing the essences of evil once again. Um, I would suggest- Are the pans fair game? The pan- I'm sorry, do you mean sauce when you say essences of evil? No, 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 no. I do mean, uh, the literal avatars of evil. Um, oh, gosh. This is- That's what was in the sauce? That was the sauce. Um, yeah, metaphorically speaking, the sauce here is every evil condensed into tangible form. Yes. Uh, I think this is not good. Good for sauce, bad for the world. Yes. Bad for the world. That's an understatement at the very least. Um, and you can see her sort of calculating things in her mind. It's like that one gif of... Uh, Zach Galifianakis, and yes, I say GIF, not GIF. Uh, come at oh, me. Sam. I do not care. I do not care. Um, Honestly, if you rate us five stars, you can also roast me because I also say GIF. Yeah. <laughs> Please review us on Spotify and iTunes and ah. forget that he said GIF. Bill, <laughs> um, what do you say? GIF. God, what a cop out. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> no, it's God, it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's 
It's like that. Um, it's like that moving image where Zach Galifianakis has the numbers going around his head. Um, she slides over in her chair, uh, grabs a book off of one of her shelves, and just starts looking through. And it's like I think. All right, so hey, we're gonna need a couple things. Uh, first, uh, it looks like the metal that is on this is. Uh, not one that you would find uh, on, you know, our world, necessarily. It looks to be more uh, heavenly. But uh, looking at it on, like, a smaller scale, uh, it wasn't that dissimilar to the uh, structure of Corinthium. Um, it's uh, this metal that is pretty hardy. Uh, I think if you, if you could get your hands on some of that, uh, that would be a great step. Uh, to figure out how to uh, create new bowls, so to speak. Um, you're also going to need, and just when I took a look at those uh, crystals on it, uh, and she like puts that book down and she slides, looks at one book, so, no, not that one, uh, and she reaches up and grabs another one at the top of the shelf. Uh, it could be possible that you could use uh, Gereshurite, which is uh, also called uh, Aegis Gems. Uh, they are this sort of uh, abjuration kind of essence crystals that could be used to have like a similar effect hopefully um, on uh, the essences of evil uh, to get that that uh, could be a little difficult um, and then finally uh, I think the big issue you're gonna need like some place with enough uh, correspondence of magic to actually create uh, these implements and seal them and put them together. Um, like, the only thing that comes to mind would be an arcane fabricator, which we just do not have in our budget. Um, but this is your assignment. Um, I can't leave. Okay, so here's my thoughts. I don't know where you could get Corinthium, and I'm not entirely sure about an arcane fabricator. Goreshrite, I do know that the the magical academy here in uh, uh, the city in Velsalette, um, the Bell's Toll uh, Academy of the Arcane. Well, for one, excellent library. I do suggest hitting that up, doing uh, just a little research to f try to figure some stuff out, um, but. I do believe that they would possibly have some Gresherite. Uh, if you could get your hands on that, that would be a great first step. Uh, and hopefully get uh, just some understanding of where you could find some Corinthium and access an arcane fabricator. So this adventure starts in the library? Yes. Yes, it does. As so many do. I suppose. I think this is my nightmare. Well, when you hit the books, the books don't hit back time. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad part. That's no fun. Why do you want a book to hit you? Why do you want to hit a book? It's a matter. That's Stop a metaphor. Stop embarrassing me in front of my friend. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. You know, what is a book's threat level? Eleven. Knowledge is power, kids. That's what we've learned. Wow, time's the least powerful. <laughs> All right, so... Goreshorite, Goreshorite, and then also looking up... The Arcane Fabricator. The Arcane Fabricator. The Corinthium. And the Corinthium. Yes. 
Carithium. K-A-R-Y-T-H-I-U-M. No, I already spelled it wrong. You're not going to get me to <laughs> rewrite it. I'll just, I'll, just re- I'll just erase the end. Yeah. Carithium. Carithium. What was the name of the gem you said we needed? Yeah, these are like crystals uh, called, also called Aegis gems. Uh, Aegis? Aegis. Some, like, some, some the Aegis gems, some gems that hate. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. That's no. what I wanted to clarify. A-E-G-I-S. Um, you know. <laughs> these gems are just like, boomers! <laughs> Get out! Uh, Shakila just says, the issue with the Goreshire the academy is pretty uh, lock solid and protective of what they have, uh, as you would hope that any place with a lot of uh, powerful arcane items would be. I, okay. It's convenient you're going to the library, I'll say that. The head librarian there used to, we used to like have a thing. Um, saucy no 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 you know they're still into me i think maybe maybe you they are you just asking us to run errands for you so you don't have to bump into your ex oh are you asking us to flirt with your ex for you because i can get on board with that maybe (laughs) i'm asking that maybe you could get a little of an inside uh, assistance if you did flirt for Max. I do not flirt. Like, if it were up to me in any other situation. Is the flirting coming from you or coming from us? Yeah, are we like a delivery system of... Maybe just like hit, like, if you, like, say, like, you know me, and like, maybe try to give that, that might help... I just want to make sure that the world doesn't... Like, maybe she wants to meet up and get dinner with you sometime, but she wouldn't have time to do that unless we got the supplies we need from the library. Something like that. I want to make it clear. I am not interested in them at all. But, you know, I don't want the world to be overcome by, you know, like, evils. So... I guess I'll take that one for the team. You're willing to go on one bad date to stop all the evil in the universe. I'm I'm willing I'm willing for you to like mention my name to them and maybe like okay. get them excited. I'm not uh, saying that I will go on a date. You you won't even have one bad date for us. Don't make her go on a bad date. For the entire world. For the entire world, go on one bad date. No. <laughs> if it's necessary, I will go and get ramen with <laughs> with them. But do what you need to do, but just know that I am not exactly thrilled that you have to do it. I mean, I'm not going to. I just need to know what the limits of what we can say are. <laughs> uh, wait, here. Um, can, can I... Uh, so I can use my magical tinkering to record an audio message of 25 words or less. Could I have her record a message into like a pen or something that's just like, hi, please give it to us. Give it to us so good. We want it so bad. Oh God. Oh God. I need it. (laughs) Yeah. Say it in a slightly saucy way. Is this the same sauce as earlier? No. No, this is a different sauce. A time. Do you want to time? Do you want to write? 
the request. Just, I don't know if this is apparent. I'm not super good at saucy speak. Uh, I mean, I just thought that Ado's friend was going to speak into the pen here and then we were going to play it back and Ado and I could do the talking. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind and then I'll like click the pen to get the recording. Uh, she says she kind of she holds off for just a second uh, before she says, hey, Arnak, uh, it's Shaikela. It's been a while. Uh, you know, I'm not really like uh, comfortable. What do you want me to like? I don't. Okay, let's <laughs> stop that thing and start over. Stop that thing and start over. Are, are we recording a podcast? Here? <laughs> no, a podcast would be much cleaner. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, so um. When you talk into that, pretend that you're not talking to this person. Pretend that you're talking to someone that you're actually into and just, like, switch the names. Pretend they are your supervisor and lie to them. Uh, you know, we're going to need to unpack that just a little bit later. I'm not happy about this whole lying thing that you're picking up on. Um, I am supposed to lie to my supervisor. No, Ado, we said you can lie to your supervisors. You don't have to. The orange paint is non-negotiable. <laughs> uh, Shaquille is just... Whew, okay. Um, are we ready to uh, try again? Yeah, yeah. I it's, think... it's whenever you're ready. Hey, Arnak. It's been a while. Um, You know... I think it would be great if you could help my friends out and, you know, I've been thinking about you. That's done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, that's, I think that should be enough. That, that could get someone's gears turning. That got my gears turning. Um, Ado, your gears are, should always be turning. Uh, We've gone over this. Correct. They are still turning. Like always. This this is this is a metaphor for 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 arousal, Ado. Oh. Oh no. I have said that my gears turn quite often. Yeah, well no, it's not it's not always a metaphor for I have some explaining to do to some of my coworkers. I <laughs> I mean maybe maybe we just shouldn't use that metaphor around Ado. <laughs> no, you know what? She we're gonna we're gonna have her we're just going to have her dive into the deep end of metaphors. She's going to get them eventually. I, d- I do love that Ado does have the highest charisma <laughs> yes, of all of I you. do. I also took the ability score in my charisma. I mean, I just think it's sort of a more natural charisma of like, wow, this person is nice to be around. And less of like a, a flirting intentional type of charisma. <laughs> I have been told my voice is soothing. Sometimes. Thank you. Yeah, okay. So we've got this message. Library? Um, I'm not jazzed about it, but sure. All right. Uh, as you exit the Heroes Guild League, you find yourself in the business quarter of Velsalette. Streets are busy with people on foot and carts being pulled by horses. The spring air is warm and comforting uh, in what is otherwise and obviously 
uncomfortable situation. Uh, the smells of blossoming flowers mixed with the various aromas of wafting uh, smells from nearby food cart. And you start on your way to the section of the city known as the Standards, where, among other things, is the Bell's Toll Academy of the Arcane. And various shops. Do you think the shops have orange juice? No. Okay. I'm going to need, as you guys are walking down, uh, just perception checks. Oh, my passive perception, 10. This perception roll, 11. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Upgrades. My passive perception, 12. This perception, 8. My passive perception, 12. This perception, (laughs) 4. Oh my god. Alright, as you are walking down the street, there's chatter all around you. Uh, The city, pretty loud. Uh, Pretty busy. You don't notice anything happening. No worries, my friends. Uh, Nothing bad has ever happened in a major city before. Um, As you continue forward, you eventually approach the the Bell's Toll Academy. It is an impressive sight. The main tower is huge, a spire of light uh, light tone stone uh, going about 350 feet up into the air and is topped with a teal-colored swirling roof. Uh, And on the top uh, of this tower, right below this roof, is a set of four large clock faces. Uh, The two other spires are only about 200 feet tall and are connected by two curving arms extending from the main tower to each, uh, one on the ground and one acting like a bridge in the air. Uh, And in the center of all this, it's almost like a horseshoe crabbed, uh, or not horseshoe crabbed, horseshoe shaped uh, uh, establishment, Uh, but it's quite large. Uh, And in the center of all this is a lovely courtyard filled with students of all types doing all sorts of various activities. All right, let's uh, let's get in and out here. Uh, Do we know who we're looking for? Like what the person looks like? A librarian. Is it? Okay. Wait, did we not get a name? I don't think we did. (laughs) Uh, The name was Arnak is what you got. Arnak. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we just shouting Arnak? Yo, Arnak! Arnak. Where are you at? Arnak. 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 Uh, you are getting some looks from the students. Yeah, can I do an investigation check to see, like... Yeah, you can go for that. Oh, that's good. That's a crispy 20. Crispy 20. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy. There's a... Yeah. Uh, I got our first nat one of the season. Uh... As you uh, look around, you see uh, a student exiting one of the towers, one of the shorter ones, uh, and they look to be carrying lots of different books in their uh, in like a in a bag that implicates that they were recently acquired. And you're like, oh, library must be in there. Oh, perfect. Well, let's uh, head on into that library then. And you enter the halls of the academy. Uh, they are winding yet beautiful, uh, especially for a school building. Um, there are like armor uh, sets that line the walls every couple feet um, and you find yourself just eventually approaching two large doors labeled the Ducius Library Uh, entering in this uh, space it feels almost larger than you would expect Uh, there are shelves upon shelves of books and tomes ladders lead from the floor all the way to the ceiling uh, and there are multiple levels uh, to this establishment and it's got this beautiful elven architecture with buttresses just going everywhere it's lovely Uh, students are studying at desks under magical globules of light Uh, overall 
The sight is astounding. Is it, what does it smell like in here? Is it like Axe body spray? No, it smells uh, like uh, old books for the most part. Is like okay. You just said it was the douchiest <laughs> library, so I was Deucious. like, "Oh, douchiest, douchiest." <laughs> I was like, "That might be on me." <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I think this is. I would have toured this academy uh, a few years ago when I thought that I was going to be going to school. Um, this would be my first time being back. Since then, let's look for Arkan. Arnak. Arnak. Uh, why don't you make an investigation check for me, trying to find uh, this person? Could I give the help action to either of them by just quietly yelling Arnak? Uh, sure. As you're doing that, you do get Arnak. lots of like uh, up like looks from some of these students. Yeah, uh, you get like one like bronze uh, dragonborn looks having it just goes Ash you. yourself. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, that's a that's a sixteen. Uh, but if the help action gives me advantage, it's an eighteen. Ooh, I got another nat one. My first two rolls of this entire podcast were both nat ones. You really do got to get them crits together, my friend. I got to get it together. I know. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. God, I just really went into the branding. <laughs> we said it, gang. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, Edo, are just astounded by the beauty of this place. Uh, some people think that libraries are magical. Uh, both in a literal sense, but also in a metaphorical way. And right now, you are just taken by that metaphorical, magical beauty. This is better than orange juice. Wow, strong statements. Now, it's 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 pretty cool if you're into that whole library and research thing. Yeah, it's I don't cool know who'd be into that, but... Into that. Uh, anyway, Ar- let's find Arnak. Uh, and as you, girl, are kind of leading around... Uh, looking to try to find Arnak, you eventually find yourself. There's a uh, help desk sort of thing. And set at it, you can see a half-orc male. Uh, he is uh, set down with a book in front of him. And you can see with his uh, shaven head uh, and little tusks that poke out, uh, he is looking down at a book and reading. And you see he's got a name tag that just says Arnak Crund. That's a size differential. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. I just sometimes, sometimes I just think. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll just uh, go up. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say, hey, well, the size differential. Uh, I'll uh, go up and sort of like. Tap on the uh, counter. Hey. Oh, uh, yes. How can I help you? Yeah, uh, we're just some. We w- we're with the Heroes Guild, and we're here for some Gresherite. Uh, where you know what? Why don't I just let this pen speak for itself? And then I'll click the pen. Uh, the message plays, and as it does, you uh, see the emotions on his face go from kind of nonplussed, just kind of dealing with 
some schmuck from the Heroes Guild League to uh, curious and intrigued. And goes, oh. <clears throat> he doesn't do that. That was gross. <laughs> uh, <he> goes, <laughs> oh. Uh, well. The Goresh right here. Uh, I don't know exactly if we have any for sale at the library, but, um... Do you have any for gifting to us? You know, that's not exactly my purview. I take care of the books. Um... You must be very powerful to guard threat level 11s. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, she's really into books. This is a pretty cool library. We all agree. Um, don't don't make statements that aren't true. There would be Goreshorite. Um, within the academy, I don't quite have the jurisdiction to be handing it out to you, but. Well, was, uh, sorry, I think the message was a little unclear because it was a little short. And a little steamy. <laughs> hey, she's a little short and a little steamy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, you're telling me. So I'm different. No. Um, I was, we, we really just need to see it to kind of study it a little bit. Oh, if you knew people whose jurisdiction it was to give it out, maybe you could put in a good word? Here's the thing. Uh, Ro, uh, the abjuration magister, uh, she would be the one who would have the jurisdiction. Uh, she will not willingly just give those out to, uh, anyone, uh, I don't think. Um, uh, what about to, uh, alumnus? No, I don't think, uh, this is, this is quite valuable, uh. What about people with extenuating circumstances? It seems that you, uh, need this badly is my assumption. Everyone needs us to get it. Sort of like one of those, you know, whole world end scenarios. What if, maybe, I can give you some information about how you could acquire the Goreshorite? Ooh. Could we bargain and say we get that and one of these two nerds gets to research for a little bit? It is non-negotiable. Yeah, the library is open to the public. It's great. Didn't even need to put that in the bargaining thing. Yeah, you know, freedom of information kind of thing, you know. We want people to be educated. Really, the only thing you need uh, to become a researcher of the arcade is is, uh, some... Some free time, right? <laughs> ha, ha. Who has any free time these days? Ha, 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 so much ha, of it. Ha, 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 ha. So much we have. Yeah, we were also just looking for uh, books on Corinthium or an arc- arcane fabricator. Uh, I would check uh, any point you down uh, two directions for where you could check for the correct tomes and books on that. Why don't you do your research? And, um, I can be of assistance to you on my break, maybe. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds... When is your break? Uh, let's see. And he looks down at his watch. In about two hours or so, I can 
talk to you. We'll go on a walk, you know, just a normal stroll. Uh, and maybe I'll speak some things that might be helpful to you. Um... Yeah, guys, I think I'm gonna go insane if I stay in here longer than, like, five more minutes. I already got shushed. As you say that, a different a different uh, individual this time, like a tiefling, goes, shh, shh. Yourself. Shh. You've been over this. No. Um, is it bad if I make a mess in here? Yes, this is, you know, someone will have to clean it. Um. Okay. Um... I'll put it back the way it was when I got here. (laughs) I'll just make sure you don't see the mess. Then it technically never happened. You know, you're telling me about this mess, so it is kind of my responsibility. But you won't know. You won't know where to look. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of a this kind this place is kind of a big deal to some people. Time. Um, Okay. Well, I won't make the mess around those people. It's important to be respectful of it. Because it matters. I will find a secluded corner to make a mess and clean it up. (laughs) Just go outside and run around in circles if you have to. Ooh. Wait, yeah, I might actually do that. It's very quiet in here and I don't like it. (laughs) It's a busy street corner. You can be as loud as you need to. Yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) That is true. There are plenty of people who just kind of go outside and scream. Most of them students. I don't think Um, I'll do that. I think I might go scale a wall and think of something to do other than just screaming into the ether. I could have been one of those or students. I'll do secret parkour in here and you won't even know. Please don't. <laughs> uh, can't stop me. <laughs> I guess I can't. Um, what do you mean you can't? You can just <laughs> tell her to stop it. Look, I've dealt with plenty of people like her. Uh, Why? Uh, I'm a librarian. I think I should reassess my threat level. What's my threat level now, Edo? His threat level is considerably lower. His or mine? His. Okay. Let me know when mine changes because I am keeping track of that. <laughs> Girl, you go the way that uh, you were pointed. Uh, make... An investigation check to try to find the right information. I'll give you the help action because I'm also researching. Perfect. Uh, that'll be a 17. 17. It was almost a natural uh, one. Ooh, woof. That would have been bad. Uh, Corithium, uh, you know, uh, as you're looking through this book, uh, you find it's a particularly hardy metal because uh, it tends to show up in places where. Uh, there's been some kind of touch of either the uh, divine or opposite of divine, you know, fiendish uh, influence has touched the land just a little bit, uh, it, like centuries ago, typically. Um, and it just so happens that there's a town called, or there's a more of a, there's a village called Halkadoos, which uh, is on foot would be about a two days journey. Uh, from your current location. Um, What's it called? That you, the answer? Uh, Halkadoos. H-A-L-K-A-D-U-Z. It is a mining village that happens to be well known for their deposits and exportation of Corithium. Well, looks like we're going to have to do some Halkadoos and Halkadoats. Huh. 
ha. Sorry, ha. Uh, to be clear, you weren't reading the book that I was reading, so that probably didn't make sense to you. Corithium is uh, uh, is exported from the the town of Halkadoos, which is about uh, is like two days away. Ha. Uh, ha. 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 Yeah, you, you know, I'm glad you that you appreciate my sense of humor. You are very funny. Thank you. Uh, I'll say with a 17, you're also able to find uh, a text that kind of goes over some of the information that you're looking for on an arcane fabricator, which is believed to be a sort of like location is are typically built. Uh, in locations where the weave of magic uh, kind of overlays and is extremely potent. Um, uh, none are known for sure to exist um, really anywhere intact at the moment. Uh, there is uh, a theory that there is a arcane fabricator somewhere within a temple to Corellon, uh, the Archart. Um, in the Elkneck Forest, which is also uh, just a, a little bit further down the line past Halkadoos, actually. Um, maybe an extra day's travel with that, uh, because this temple to the god of magic and art happens to be in a particularly uh, potent place of magic. Uh, so if there would be one to exist anywhere, he would be there. All right, so it looks like if we just make... Little beeline for the Elk Net Forest, then we're good to go. Then we'll, we'll be able to uh, stop by uh, the Temple of Corellon, pick up that arcade fabricator, go to Halkadoos, get the Corithium, maybe on the way back. You know, I don't know if you're the kind of people who like to go, you know, stop on the way there and then just have one long trip back. Or... Uh, I'll say in your uh, reading. An arcane fabricator is not something you pick up. Uh, it is like a major device that is kind of kept in one location. Um, oh. So we'll have to make some friends in the Corellon Forest. Or the Elknet Forest. That'll be fine. I would like more friends. Me too. Alright. Uh, let's cut to Tyne. What are you doing? <laughs> like I said, I think... Tyne is probably just going to case the joint outside because she got the kind of vibe from Arnak that there was going to be some stealthing going on later, probably maybe to get some of those gems. Mm -hmm. What are you what are you looking for in this casing of the joint? I mean, I'm outside the library, kind of in the middle of the school. Maybe kind of close to the shops. Just looking for anything that's kind of standing out as like, oh, yeah, that would be a really easy, easy way to get in. Or, oh, wow, that looks a little weird. Make an investigation check. That'd be perception. Uh, I'd say because you are specifically investigating a location for specific things, <laughs> you're not just perceiving it, you're investigating it. Can I get advantage because I'm here for like two hours? Sure. Not like on a big tine crunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot better. Okay, so I have a minus one. So that's a 17. 17. Nice roll. Both of y'all got 17. Um... Looking around, uh, it's hard to, you can't quite get a look 
on the inside uh, unless you were to go in. Um, it does look like there are at the very top of this main of each of the main towers. You're not quite sure where you're going to go, but there are these large um, windows that look like might be a good place of egress at the very least. Um, getting down from them uh, might be a little difficult, but if uh, the way that you go through this doesn't let you go backtracking, um, you might be able to use that to your advantage. Interesting. Okay. Anything kind of in the more towny area? Uh, what do you mean? Like ta- like in the city zone? Yeah, the cityish area right by the school. Um, lots of shops and buildings of various kinds. People live in this area. Um, there is, you know, uh, a guard station not terribly far from the academy. So whatever you do, getting caught, you're, you're, that, would, that would cut your uh, time frame down quite a lot if someone notified anyone. Your time frame. <laughs> Hell. Podcast over. <laughs> Not allowed. All right. Uh, with that, I'll say also with the 17, uh, you find a nice little coffee shop for you to enjoy some time in. I'm going to go buck wild. I'm going to go get like three cups of coffee. Hell yeah. Chuck two immediately. I'll say that's like just uh, two silver. I don't know how much money I have. Oh, Figure I that have out. 15 gold. Um, but yeah, I'll take one for the road. And then I want to climb up on a building and just sit up there and chill. Great. Yeah. Uh, easy enough for you. I'm not going to make you roll to just get up on top of a building and enjoy some lovely coffee of whatever kind Tyne chooses. Uh, you get to about midday and eventually uh, Arnak is uh, ready and approaches you, Garl, and says, um, Would you uh, like to go for a walk now? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm not your general type, but sure. As a little joke, Ugh. a little joke, because I know you and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I understand jokes. Um, <clears throat> it's just so weird. So, so often people don't laugh at mine, so I wonder if they get them. No, I think I think they get them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really but me. No, it's, it's yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I get it. It's 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 more of a head laugh, you know, like that. They're laughing in their head, obviously. Just sometimes, whatever. Whatever you gotta tell yourself, man. Um, so he takes you out into the courtyard, and you guys kind of begin walking. Uh, and as you're walking, and when there's no one really passing by, he kind of just feeds you little bits of information. Um, first, he tells you, typically the Goreserite would be um, would be kept in the Abjuration Magister's uh, office. Uh, they're the department head of uh, Abjuration Magic. Uh, I spoke of them. Ro, uh, she's a little old-fashioned, um, total, uh, keeps pretty high guard of their things. Um, also, to get into the, uh, Magister office's area of the, uh, main tower, uh, you're going to need a keycard, um, which only teachers and custodians have, um, not to say where you could get one of those. Uh, you could obviously try to 
get one off a custodian or teacher. Uh, you see that guy over there, and he suddenly points over to a um, human uh, eating at a sandwich, and like a, you see a tomato slip out of the sandwich. Uh, that guy is um, kind of a schmuck. Uh, that uh, is Merville Bitsk. Uh, he typically eats his lunch around this time every day, and um, not to say, but if if I had to put my money on someone to uh, lose, he puts in quotation marks, their key card, I might suggest them, but of course, you know, there are other options. Uh, and then, You're not implying that I kill him. No, God, no, what? Okay, sorry, I guess I, I misread that. I thought you were like saying like, oh, if he lost his key card. No, it, dude, I'm not advocating for anyone's murder. I was going to say, that seems... Sorry. No, I'm a librarian, not an assassin. They are very similar, I will say. Both move in silence. Um, that's where the similarities end, though. Um, the last thing. Uh, so, obviously, you could try to do this all in the daytime when you know, people will be around. Uh, there might be some of the magisters who are all quite powerful arcane users uh, in their office. Uh, uh, but uh, doing it at night isn't also ideal. Uh, the security system would be activated. Um, you see, uh, you noticed the uh, armor stands uh, that lined the walls. Um, those will uh, be moving and patrolling the area at night time. Uh, so unless uh, you can sneak by them, that might be difficult, but if someone who is not in armor stand uh, sees you, you might have some trouble of their own unless you are uh, hidden or disguised in some way. Uh, the armor stands can't necessarily speak up to anyone, so if you're seen, it's not the worst thing, but, um, you know, they will try to attack you. Wait, you're not telling me to kill Bits again, are you? No, okay. no, Sorry. very specifically, no. I do not, he's still my co-worker, and you know, don't do that. But we're going to need that key card from him. Yes. Okay. Well, I... Well, again, you could get it off a custodian or something, uh, but Mervyn, yeah, not the smartest cookie in the shed. Right. I, I sorry. I, I'm I, I I'm from the poor district. Do do rich people have sheds full of cookies? And that's where we'll end our episode. Exciting! Thanks for listening so much to our first episode, everyone. Uh, boy, howdy, was that fun? Uh, wonder what was behind that perception check. You'll never know, and neither will the rest of them. Uh, but that's okay, because we're here and we're having fun. It's going to keep me up all night. I know. It genuinely I'm never going to sleep again. Uh, do we want to uh, plug our stuff a little bit? Yeah. You go first, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm going first. Right. Yeah. I, for, I thought I, you know, th- this is new. You guys no, know that. Good. This is the first we episode. No, I'm talking to the audience now. Grace, be quiet. He's talking to the oh audience. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. don't like this. You think I talk to you? <laughs> 
just because like do you know who i am i am mason i am mason radis i am available to be found and followed on twitter at not from jupiter i would never uh say anything like that to anyone other than the audience fun okay um i'm grace you can find me on twitter at roll for grace where i am on twitter all of the time yeah, hi, uh, I'm Phil, but you might also know me as Tulak the Barbarian on YouTube and at Tulak the on Twitter. Hey, remember to rate and review us, folks. This is the first episode, and that'll help us grow and spread this podcast like a disease across the world. Maggie. Uh, hey, what's up, good friends? It's your friendly neighborhood, Maggie. I am... Available anywhere and everywhere at Maggie Higgy, M-A-G-G-I-E-H-I-G-G-Y. And I like to plug having a good time with your buds. Exclusively watching Rock of Love. (laughs) Yes, I would actually, I would like to plug Rock of Love. Truly, just watching Rock of Love. (laughs) Watch it. It is insane. Also, while this may be the end of the episode, you should stick around and watch another outro from me, where I explain different ways you can follow and support the podcast, and you can listen to our awesome outro music. Wow. It's like almost like a podcast. Also, if you haven't already seen it, go check out our character art and all of our characters' information. It'll be on our Twitter, and it's super beautiful. But do listen to the cool music that is uh, provided uh, for you to listen to. All right, we simply must end this so they can listen to that cool, cool music. Bye! Bye. Hey, everyone, it's me, Grace, your local fireplace enthusiast. Thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode. We really appreciate it. While you're here, why don't you go ahead and leave us a review? You know you want to. Go on, click those five stars. It'll be so satisfying, I promise. Imagine a slime compilation and an ASMR video combined. Wow, so satisfying. If that doesn't convince you to leave us a review, I don't know what will, but it would mean a lot to us if you did. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at GOCTPod, and tune in next time to find out if we ever get our crit together. Bye!